spoiler warning. If you haven't watched the show that we are discussing today and want to avoid spoilers, stop right there. Go binge and come on back. If you have or don't mind spoilers, sit back with your favorite drink and enjoy. Hola. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Good. What's up? Not much. Welcome back. Welcome back. For another episode of Coffee and Dramas. Woohoo! I thought I was going to say Dragon Ball Z. Why not? It always works. Usually. Um, so welcome back. Mm-hmm. Our third consecutive episode since our hiatus, our second episode. I don't remember. I think it's second. Second, probably second. I lose count too often. Um, Hope everyone's doing well. Mm -hmm. We, today, today is going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, In a sense that it's all about K-dramas. Yeah. Uh, But we do have a special guest today. Boot. Mr. Martin Fisher uh, from England, from the UK. Nice. He's a comic book writer. <clears throat> um, he writes for um, Lego Star Wars magazine, mm-hmm. as well as... <coughs> oh. <coughs> Hello? Okay. He also okay. So he writes Lego Star Wars magazine, mm-hmm. Lego Jurassic Park magazine. He's written and he writes for Lego Batman magazine That's cool. in the UK. Um, so... He's working on a new project mm-hmm. um, that is based on K dramas. Yeah, and it's not like not surprising, but it's like very different than what he usually mm-hmm. right. If you see his 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 resume of what he's worked on, it's kind of like you know sci fi superhero fantasy type of stuff to K dramas. But technically, K dramas a lot of them are sci fi fantasy. No, no, I know, I know, but like. <laughs> So, Lego is Star it much War, from different? Lego Star Wars to that's true, you know, yeah, true beauty. Like, yeah. come on, um, so he's gonna be on here. We're gonna discuss his new comic book project called The Radiant Sight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cute, little, yeah, we got to read the preview of it. Yeah, it's cute, it's really cute. Um, I think and he said it comes out in September. Nice. He'll let us know once we get our uh, mm-hmm. thing going and he is an avid K-drama fan nice um, I was talking to him we were discussing different shows mm-hmm. he was watching the last episode of Because This Is My First Life with Lee okay. Min-Ki um, and then we were talking about other dramas and um, I think he mostly watches most of them on Netflix mm. But the UK, mm-hmm. so when we were in, in London a couple years ago... They have more selection, don't they? They have such an amazing selection. They have such a like a wide selection, like a bigger selection of mm-hmm. K-drama, K-dramas on Netflix in the UK. And I was really sad because when we went there and I was watching it on my phone, I'm like, oh my God, what are these shows? Why, why don't we have them here? <sighs> And then you came back here and they were and gone. And they were gone. So I was really sad about that. But I... Come on, Canadian Netflix. Let's yeah, go with man. it. Canadian American Netflix. What the hell is this? Um, so there are some shows that we have that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him that we were watching um, Touch Your Heart mm. with um, like Lee Dunwook and Yuena. Yeah. Um, 
he wants to watch it, but he, he doesn't. They, it's not on the UK Netflix. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, interesting. That's where VPN comes in. <laughs> VPN, Vicky, <laughs> Rocketon. Um, mm. Excuse me. It sucks because it's like there's so many streaming platforms mm-hmm. right now. So it's like you have Netflix, HBO Max, Crave, um, YouTube Plus. Um, mm. What was there? And then you got like uh, Vicky Rocketon, and then you have E I. Q-I-E, I don't know how to pronounce it the way they pronounce it. That's more more like that's mm. more Chinese dramas, but it has mm. some Korean and Japanese stuff. Um, uh, Wee TV for Disney, uh, Chinese of Disney, mm. uh, Disney Plus, um, Amazon Prime. So many different free and streaming platforms. So many. Some of them are like, like Disney is mostly. Obviously, mostly. It's, it is. it's just all their Disney stuff. Yeah. They have so much property because they own uh, so Marvel much. and Fox and like a bunch of different companies yeah. that create these things, right? So that's like. But doesn't Marvel and DC that. have their own? No, DC, oh, DC has DC their has own. Their DC own? has their mm-hmm. own. Marvel is under Disney. Um, it's crazy. So D- yeah, DC has their own, which I have not yet ever even bothered. Eh. Like a like we watched Teen Titans, but we watched Teen Titans on Netflix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or oh, sorry, Titans as they call it on Netflix. So <clears throat> I didn't need to because it was the only show I really wanted to watch. Yeah. But anyways, just subscribing to those, you would be like hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred dollars if you like did all of them. Yeah, because it's like if you did all of them, it was it'd be as if you're paying for cable at that point. Yeah. Is it even worth it? No. No, I don't. I honestly like I. I don't use Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like I use it. I use Prime for shipping and yeah. like buying stuff, but I don't use the 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 music or the um, video streaming. Yeah. I don't really care for. It. Yeah, like all the Chinese shows that are on there. I, I there's WeTV and Vicky has them, and mm-hmm. Netflix has a bunch of them. So mm-hmm. I I don't use it. I pay for it. I don't know, use it, but I'm not paying for that service. I'm paying for a different service mm-hmm. for Amazon. Um, Netflix and Vicky. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I'm paying for Disney. I'm not paying for HBO. I'm not paying for Crave. <laughs> no, no, I refuse. It's too much. It is too much. But like, that's why this probably isn't necessarily good to say out loud, but like, when you have a family of the, your size, everyone should buy one subscription and then share well, I mean, it. Yeah, a few of us do share it. Yeah. Um, like, like, I should, me, um, like, uh, my parents, my brother, and I, we share mine. Yeah. Um, for Netflix. But, like, yeah. one person should get Disney, one person should get but Netflix, one person some, should have HBO. Simo gave us HBO, but you can't have HBO at the same time as the other one. I think you can only have it on a limit of, like, two or something like that. There's a limit of four, and if you want to switch it, you have to, to go, go online, online to change it. it. Whereas like and it's just, like, it's so not even worth it. Yeah, where Netflix, it's, like, it just logs you out once you hit the max, and yeah. you log in somewhere else, it logs you out of somewhere else, yeah, which exactly. is fine, which is, I, I find much better. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Oh, don't forget Spotify, too. Oh. 
Oh, too many subscriptions. <laughs> too much. Okay, anyways. Uh, we don't have that many, though. You have three. I know. I, like, okay, but I mean, like, it's just, like, yeah, in there's general, so, yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many subscriptions, right? Well, that's where it's going, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah, and I saw this coming. I saw yeah. it. Like, I knew it was going to, like... Cable is going to shit. Mm-hmm. Like, no one wants Cable to. Sucks. <laughs> well, no, like the amount of commercials that you have now yeah. compared to when we were kids. Yeah. Is worse. Is, no. Uh, it's, it's getting worse. Like your scripts that you're writing for a 60 minute show used to be about 50, maybe 52 pages. Now it's down to like 46 to 48 pages. Just so you're getting the, 48 minutes. But like, no one wants to watch the commercials. Yeah, you know I mean. Like, but again, the commercials yeah. are what pays for, for, for like, everything, right? Yeah, when we go to like our parents' house and they're watching cable and like commercial comes on, we're like, oh, okay. And then another commercial yeah, and, and then another, like, one, and another one change, and another change, one change it. and another one. Change it. And another one. After the third, third commercial, I change the channel. Yeah. I can't. And they're all like 30 seconds long, so like five yeah. minutes later, you're like, oh, okay, the show's yeah. back finally. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Um, it's horrible. Yeah. So our guest will be on with us shortly. <laughs> um, are you are are you okay to start? Yeah, yeah, sure. Awesome. I'm, I'm happy. Um, did you want to just introduce yourself to our audience today? Yeah. So uh, I'm Martin. I'm a writer based in the UK, and currently I have the good fortune to be doing two books for Lego in Star Wars and Batman which are uh, monthly and bi-monthly books that are published currently mainly in the European market. So sadly, they're not in Canada and they're not in America. But you can always go online to get them shipped over. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. That is so cool. I mean, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so this is is, is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, same here. You know, I was, uh, to, to kind of show my age, I was born in the year that Star Wars came out. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, you're you're the same age as my sister, so. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I was born approximately one month before it came out in the UK. Oh, nice. That's crazy. So did you, I, did they, I feel like in the 80s or 90s, they re-released it in theaters, did they not? Yeah. For the 20th anniversary, they did the special editions that came out in 97. Okay. Okay. And you got to see that in theaters instead of originally in the 77? Well, uh, well, uh, luckily I did get to see the original versions in the theaters anyway, because one of my lasting memories of Star Wars is my parents actually took me to see Return of the Jedi when it came out in 1983 uh, in London. And did you guys know the Dominion Theater in London? Yes. But it, yeah, well, that yeah. originally was a cinema before it was a theatre. Oh, cool. And we went to the Dominion Cinema to see Return of the Jedi. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Is my, that... my last, yeah, I mean, my lasting memory of that day is not only seeing the movie, but uh, in the lobby of the cinema before we saw the film, there was like a guy who was selling uh, T-shirts <laughs> and... I think they cost about five pounds or seven pounds. And my dad basically said, do you want one? And I did. I picked a black one with Luke and Vader on it. Nice. And, and my, my dad always tells me that I just refused to take that T-shirt off. <laughs> a lot. 
Oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but then but then after that, I got to see uh, I got to see Empire after Jedi because they re-released all three films back to back in about 1984, 85 in the UK. Oh, nice. And so it was it was a bit confusing to see all the stuff with. Uh, you know, going to see Yoda and Luke's hand and Vader being the daddy and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But but then when you're that age, you're you're not paying a lot of attention to all those kind of details. No, there's like so much going on that you're just yeah. kind of like in awe the entire time. Yeah, pretty much. And then it was around about the early '90s. A local cinema had the original Star Wars oh. playing, but before you know, before the special edition. So got to see that in the cinema. So that's how I got to see all three of them. Before the special editions. Wow, that's cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think not I'm. To me- yeah. yeah, I mean, not to, not to. I've got a lot of Star Wars memories. Not to mention the uh, seeing them for the first time on home cinema on Betamax, <laughs> not VHS. Oh wow! Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> I, for me, it was it was VHS. We I um, were younger we were born in the in the late 80s so oh yeah um i didn't get to see i saw sadly saw the phantom menace in theaters Mm. but i didn't get to see um i didn't get to see the original three in theaters until they were re-released here in canada um Uh. but my my mom who is a big Star Wars fan as well. Mm-hmm. She's a big nerd. It's funny. She loves all the Star Wars, Star Trek, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. She loves all this kind of, like, all the superhero comic book stuff. She loves it. And uh, I find it funny because my, my mom's an immigrant from Lebanon. So yeah. it's, really, it's really funny to see this little Lebanese lady who's excited to see, you know, going to the... We, I would take my mom to midnight screenings to, the, like, you know, The Dark Knight and spider-man movies and stuff like that um they she had the original vhs's from back when they were released the when they were first came out because she came to canada uh in 76 and star wars when star wars came out in 77 she was she was there first thing first thing she was (laughs) there um with a little baby in hand so it was funny amazing yeah I mean, it's, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's so weird to kind of recall what it's like growing up with that because mm-hmm. I I still remember the first toys I had was the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and an X-Wing. Oh. And, and I got them around about 1981, I think. Oh. And I think they were a birthday gift. And those were my first ever Star Wars toys. That's, a, that's so awesome. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm, you know, because I've been, uh, you know, working on the, the current stuff, uh, I've been to Lucasfilm twice. Oh. So I've been to San Francisco. Uh, oh. I've seen, like, the offices. I haven't been to the ranch. I haven't been to Skywalker Ranch. Oh, but I've been to the, damn. I've been to the Presidio and... That's a very nice place. Oh, I can imagine. Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, the, the dream place would be the ranch. I mean, once you go there, I don't think you ever want to leave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so your new comic, uh, The Radiant Sight, right? That's what it's called, The Radiant mm. Sight? Um, yeah. How did... Uh, can you can you tell us about it just a little bit? Yeah, so uh, the premise of it is inspired by the numerous K-dramas that I've been watching for about two years now. Nice. And the simple premise is that uh, a, a lady called uh, Kim Bittner lives in a, a poor town on the out and like in the distance is a very, very nice part of town okay. where the rich and the wealthy reside. And basically uh, she inherits a dress unexpectedly. And then she mm-hmm. finds when she wears that dress, anyone who sees her in it, whether they be man or woman, just basically thinks that she is the most beautiful person they've ever seen, oh. no, no, no matter what. And then uh, it starts to get complicated when she meets a uh, CEO at the party when she wears it for the first time, and she kind of falls in love with him. Right. And uh, she she essentially runs off from the party without telling this guy who she is. Mm-hmm. So. After that, the the guy in question, Thomas, who is um, a traditional kind of chabo heir heir to the throne, he kind of sets out to find who she is, while Bittner starts to realise, well, how can I improve my situation while I'm actually in this dress? Because I can do quite a lot with it. (laughs) And I, you know, and because she lives with her best friend as well, right? And she starts, she starts to figure out, you know, what can we do here because we can really get out of trouble by me mm-hmm. swearing this dress, right? And then it, yeah, it starts to go twisty and turny in different ways as the story kind of plays itself out. That's uh, that's. Honestly, that's amazing. Like I was, when we were when we got to read the preview, the the first few pages, it was uh, you kind of got that sense, like okay, this is gonna go. There's gonna be a young CEO that's gonna show up here at one point or another and kind of turn her world upside down almost. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's kind of both characters would essentially do that to themselves. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. As the story plays itself out. So uh, what you saw is a small snippet of what is intending to be a six-part series to wrap the whole thing up. Oh, okay, okay. So so we're hoping that if we get the necessary funding, at least for part one, we can keep carrying on and get the other five parts funded and complete the series. Right. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, what the, Did you have any specific shows that really helped you, ins- like, like inspire the story kind of thing like any specific shows that kind of like oh this kind of gave you the ideas while you're watching it um there's a couple of shows that i did see which uh is essentially about uh duality which was one was i am not a robot oh yes yes where she you know she pretends to be a robot and then on the other hand she's not the robot right yeah oh yes he's trying to balance the two out but and the other one is uh the secret life of my secretary oh nadia hasn't watched that yet but i watched oh. that it's so good okay 
yeah so you know both characters in that are essentially trying to balance out what's going on without trying to reveal the stuff that they've hidden yeah 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 that's oh that's really good oh wow, that's awesome yeah it's uh it's a you get quite a few like stories in K dramas where you have that duality where one character falls in love with the other, and then because they're so they so want to be with that other person that they fall into like a lie. Yeah, and yeah. Then they just keep on playing it out, and then they string other people along with it to see how it kind of plays itself out, and if they do actually get that person at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. There was quite a bit. Actually, that's that's actually part of my next question because we but we do on coffee and draws. We talk we talk a lot about the themes in the shows. So, um, mm. what are kind of the themes you're trying to trying to show with the story of Bitna? Um, the uh, the the ultimate theme I think is acceptance of uh, being who you are without necessarily trying to change everything about you to fit the world that you live in. So yeah, yeah, um, I like that. You know, in 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 this case, because uh, Bittner and her best friend Chloe, because they do live in that really poor part of town, right? And you know, it's as you saw in the preview, they just want to get out. They just want something better. Yeah. Mm. But what um, one of the themes that does go through the story is. Uh, Bittner is scared that if Thomas finds out who she really is yeah. and she's not wearing a dress, that she may get rejected. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Because of, because she is poor, because she comes from a poor part of town. Yeah, and she doesn't, so, yeah, so she doesn't think that she's worthy enough for him kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I like those, that's, that's great. See, I, I, whenever I like, I, read comics watch shows i always try and look for um things that you can kind of relate to so it makes like the mm. story a lot um for me anyways it gives it gives it, it gives more meaning to the stories if you can relate to it in a sense right mm. uh one of the other themes i think is uh temptation uh-huh. as, as well because uh, an analogy for the dress that Bintner wears is uh, it's kind of similar to the ring from Lord of the Rings. Mm. Oh, okay. the ri- that ring is yeah. a corrupting object, is it not? Right, right, right. That's right. It, 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 in its own right, it's alive. But I mean, in this series, the dress is not alive, but the effects that it has on the people who see it and the person who wears it is similarly similarly corrupted mm. right as, because the person who wears the dress knows that you know if i meet someone who happens to have a few million dollars or a few billion one in the bank probably a good chance i can get some of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man yeah that's uh see that yeah that that's a great analogy i like that very um it's almost like it's almost like a a dark side to the story kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So even though you you know you see this bright sparkly dress and you see this bright sparkly person who wears it, it does come at a price. Right. You know, so it's it's also 
it's another thing you'll see because um, Bittner inherits the dress from uh, an aunt, and it's an aunt that she never knows about. Oh, and you'll and you'll see throughout the story why she never knew she had this aunt, and you'll see some of the history of the dress and oh. what it has kind of previously done to her family. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. This. This is like. I'm getting more and more excited for this. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, the whole the whole story is planned out. The whole thing, from my perspective, is written. All the dialogue is done. Okay. It would just be a case of funding it, drawing it, coloring right. it, and putting it together. Um. Yeah. Uh, how was Because uh, I I do I'm like I inspired to be a writer one day. Uh, hmm. How was the writing process for this project, especially since it's like different than the usual stuff that you work on? It's very similar the way it's planned out. So when we do, if it would be Star Wars or if it would be Batman, you have to send along like a story plot or a story idea, which explains uh, the major beats of the story. And those have to be approved by either Lucasfilm for Star Wars or for Batman, it would be uh, the Warner Brothers. Okay. And it's only then when you've kind of gone through all that and they will often say, oh, this bit's okay, but can you change this bit? Okay, okay, okay. And, and so uh, then we do that and then we have to send it back and then usually we get the thumbs up and then we would write the script after that. Okay. So, so for this story, uh, when I started it, it was literally five or six lines as an idea oh. of what of what the story is about, and then obviously you have to expand on that. Of so, course. it was just a case of I started to write the whole thing out uh, with an ending in the back of the head, but I didn't know how many issues I had at the time, and then the publisher said. Uh, oh, you've got six issues to do this in. And I was like, oh, damn, I'm up, with, I'm up to issue five and I'm, and I'm not even at the halfway point yet. So oh. I'm going to have to go back and kind of refigure this thing out. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was it was just a case of going through what I'd already done, taking bits out of it, shifting them into uh, another document basically, and then bringing the ending up much, much earlier than anticipated. Uh, but ultimately, it still worked. Okay, that's good. Did it change kind of like the pace of the story when you had to yes, do that? Yes, it, it made it considerably faster. Okay. So uh, originally there was uh, there were other characters that were intending to have uh, more depth. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Thomas's family, he was... Uh, he's got two sisters. They were going to have more depth. They were going to have like their own families as well. Okay. But what's left is like just a couple of hints because ultimately we have to focus on the story of just Bittner and Thomas. Mm. Right. Because it is essentially it's their romance story. Right, right. So it's like you really kind of pulled in the focus from here to kind of kind of like a tunnel yeah. vision on the two main characters. Yeah, and just – and obviously so – uh, you've got Bittner's relationship with uh, her best friend who she lives with mm-hmm. and then you've also got Thomas who's 
he's trying to kind of get his parents, especially his mother, off his back because often in K dramas you have pushy parents, especially the mothers who are trying to get the kids to get married. Yeah. You know, especially when there when there's a chaebol involved somewhere. So <laughs> yeah, that's what we've got. We've we've got Thomas. He's kind of being pushed into finding a wife, and it's especially true of his mother. He's like, "Come on, yeah, go do it, go yeah, do it." Yeah, it's funny because we um, it's very similar to like our culture and the Arab culture, where the parents, as soon as you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, they're like, "Okay." Go get married, go have kids. Like they push, 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 push. That's it. So, yeah. like, I I get a I get a I get a good like nostalgic feeling whenever I see <laughs> see these shows with that in there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you see it a lot in K dramas. So it would it would be wrong not to have it in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually. I have actually another question about the writing process, but more like um, for you as a writer, how do you go about writing a story? Um, Like whenever you get an idea, um, do you kind of, we'll say, um, do you ever start kind of like, do you do start to finish? Like you have to start at the beginning of the story and tell the whole story or do you get, bits and pieces of the story and you kind of write them and then put them together uh, after usually i just get a premise in, okay. in the head and and that can start off with an image like a simple image i mean I, I had i had an idea last week and uh the basic image i had in my head was a wall of face masks okay. like uh, not 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 the covid type not those kind of face masks, but a full, a full face mask and just a wall of those hanging on it. And from that, I've managed to conceive of an idea that can play itself out. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you start with the basic premise and then um, you just kind of go back and forward with it. You know, you can a lot of K-dramas like to play with time. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. They, they often flash back to uh, events that, tie the two lead characters together in some way that they never knew they had right that's it right. plays itself out yeah and uh yeah usually the, the process is quite fluid just think of a premise and then just just kind of build it up gradually okay. layer it you know what is the, what do the characters want what is the world like that they inhibit what is their goal what is standing in their way what are they willing to do to overcome what is standing in their way? And then how much will their ambitions change them over the course of the story? Right. Cool. That's interesting. I, I, I find it interesting to uh, how different writers have different you know perspectives on writing and how they write their mm. ideas out and whatnot. It's really interesting. I find... Like writers, artists, musicians, they all have just, I, I could sit down and talk to, and like just, I would love to pick and see what kind of like, uh, why did you make it sound this way? Or why did you write it this way kind of thing? And then see what comes yeah. out of it. It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, one of my friends is, uh, is a K-pop writer. Oh. 
and uh, you know, it's the same thing with her. She could literally have a melody and just play it out and then build upon it from that. I mean, it could be that melody could end up being in the middle of the middle of the song, or it yeah. could end up being the start of the song. Right. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's similar, similar kind of process. Right. That's, I always find that I always find it interesting. Just it's it's amazing, amazing. You, you, you just never know when something's going to enter in your head. Yeah. You, you know, it's it's a totally random and kind of bizarre process. You could just be there trying to go to sleep, and then suddenly your mind says, "Hey, why don't you do this?" <laughs> and, and you're going, "Will you shut up? I'm trying to go to sleep." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you kind of go, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I should, I should write it down now. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> did you, when you were writing the, when you were writing the characters, did you have anybody in mind when you were uh, writing, kind of like designing the characters? Did you have any actors or celebrities in mind? No, not a single one. Oh, cool. Uh, we we. Um, it was uh, the publisher Mike who actually found Archie. He was the artist. Okay. And uh, we just kind of said to him, "The style you're going for is K drama. You know, here's some here's some examples of how they dress, of how you know rich, the chaybols, the rich people kind of dress in the dramas. Yeah. Uh, this is this is your reference. Cool. Go for it. Kind of draw what you see." Oh, and he did, and he did. You know, was there many changes that you had to do from his initial um, designs? No, none at all. Because uh, ultimately, is uh, it's a book where it's more than just you know what I think it should be. It's also up to what Archie thinks it should kind of look like as well. It, oh. You know, it's a it's a team process. Yeah, yeah. It's only it's only kind of fair that. Um, you know, he should feel free to kind of express himself as he wants. Of course, of course. As, as well, you know, that I don't think we've we've really changed anything at all at the moment. I mean, the pages you've seen are the only ones that we've kind of got finished. Okay, so, okay. Um, yeah, generally we've not really said anything. We've just kind of we might we might have said, "Oh, put a crack in the wall. It's not dirty enough," or something like that. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's not it's not layered enough. It's the same with the colours. Uh, we've got uh, uh, we've got two colourists from uh, Germany who actually also work on the Lego stuff. Oh, cool! As well, uh, Yannick and Helen, and we've occasionally said to them about, oh, can you make the town look more grungy, make it look more downtrodden, or uh, put a cover? You know, can you make the dress more sparkly? You know, just just those little things that we've we've asked them to do. Oh, that's awesome! That's so cool. So it's like it's almost like the project that it, that you're like the project for the Radiant site. It's almost like you're you're it's it's a freedom of expression because you're not really really dictating much of what the artist is doing. It, and I mean, yeah, it's a it's a collaboration. Right. At, at the That's end of the day, yeah. you know, um, I'm not working for Marvel. I'm not working for DC Comics. You know, so it's hardly fair for me to kind of be so di- dictatorial. Right. 
it does. about how the comic should look. Yeah. You know, as, as long as we kind of keep it to that K-drama influence yeah. and that style, then it will work. Ah, oh, nice. I like that. That's amazing. Um, uh, one question, um, actually regarding K-pop, because we have a segment mm. that we do called What's Poppin'? And we just kind of discuss uh, what we've been listening to recently. Is there anything you've been listening to recently? Uh, I, I keep an eye out for everything that Twice does. Oh, <laughs> but uh, I, love I mean, it. I, I don't, I don't love everything they've done recently at the moment, though. I have to admit. Okay. So, uh, but I still keep a sharp eye out on what JYP have gotten doing. Yeah, I I feel it. Um, I don't know their recent song "Alcohol Free." Yeah, I, I find it a little. I don't know. It was not as poppy, not as as as. I don't know. I'm used it, to like like the songs like TT and Fancy, where they're like. Yeah, they've, they've got they've, those songs have like energy. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. Popping, but alcohol free was extremely laid back yeah yes and it and because it, it had that um you know spanish influence right that latino influence to the track as well it was just uh yeah very laid back yeah i mean uh i i personally i would love it if jyp would give them a track similar to what jyp and rain did We've switched oh, to me. Yes, 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 that yes. New Jack Swing sound. Yeah, that would be oh, that would sound so good coming from Twice. Well, you did, did you see the the Melody Project that um, Diane and uh, Chaeyoung did? Yes, 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 yes. That's similar to what you've got. That was it's kind of similar to what you might get. See, that's what they should do more often. I find. Um, but that's just my opinion, anyways. But yeah, yeah. I... but uh, so apart from keeping an eye on what Twice does, uh, other stuff I've listened to recently would be uh, Weekly, Weekly as well. Okay, you know oh, Weekly? I don't. I have not. Oh, okay. Uh, you got Weekly. You've got um, Stacy as well. Ah, uh, Stacy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, light some as well. Light some. Uh... They're uh, they they did a track about maybe a month or two ago called Vanilla. It was their debut. Oh okay. Oh okay. That's their name. All right. I know yeah. that one. Uh, other ones I've listened to recently. Uh, oh, Fromis uh, Nine as well. Fromis Nine. Oh, I am learning new things today. Furnace Nine. And uh, Brave Girls as well. Oh, Brave Girls, yes. I haven't listened to the new, the newest one, but I like Brave Girls. Oh, right. Oh, their, um, their track from their most recent album, uh, Pool Party. Yeah. I love it. I love that track. I, haven't, I have not been... I did not get a chance to listen to that yet. I need to. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, other ones as well... Uh, Astro. Yes. Astro. Not the. Uh, I haven't heard the new new one, but the one they had before that, which was one. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah. My my friend co-wrote that song. No way. Mhm. 
That's crazy. I know. I know a lot of, like, I know one of the major writers for like EXO is LD Noise, and they're from the UK. And then oh, okay. there's a lot of, a, like, a lot of UK writers that mm. write for uh, K-pop songs. And I mean, mm. like, Canada's got to step up their game. <laughs> Come on now. Who's <laughs> <is> this? <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be surprised at the amount of uh, Westerners that actually write for K-pop. That's it's it. quite surprising. That's awesome. Did they write anything else for us, for, for any K-pop uh, artists? Um, I'm trying to think of any other... I, I don't know any other writers other than my friend. Okay. Uh, well, well, there's my other friend uh, who has written for K-pop in the past, Ooh. but she hasn't done anything recently. No, okay. For like a couple of years, but I, don't, I know she did at least one track for Red Velvet. Ooh. But I can't remember offhand which track it was. Damn. Off the top of my head, but I know she did it. That's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to think of some of the other tracks that I know recent to recently. Uh, I keep on going through the twice back catalog quite often because <laughs> they just have a lot of great stuff. Yeah. When out. Oh they yeah. Really... I think uh, I, I feel like uh, JYP like really prefers twice over his other artists. Hmm. Uh, oh, the uh, Nizu. They have a few. They have had a couple of tracks out. I quite liked. Oh, I I haven't listened to anything recently, but yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and uh, um, Rocket Punch. They had a track out a couple of months ago, which was really good. Rocket Punch. Oh, yeah. Are they the the there is this their because I feel like unless I'm just like my mind is COVID and like no time doesn't matter anymore mm-hmm. um are they they they're the new they're a new group are they not uh, they, are they they were debuted last they, year they, yeah they may be like a year old they're still yeah working. okay okay so it is them all right yeah okay yeah i think maybe they're about a year old now if i had to guess that's okay that's what i'm thinking too i just like with covid kind of messing up with the time in my mind right now yeah i think like I yeah. think last year was actually two years ago, but it wasn't. So yeah, it's the the the, the, the most recent BTS tracks, the English tracks have been great as well. Yeah, they've been actually. Uh, I honestly prefer them over Dynamite, to be honest. Yeah, I think Permission the Land out of the three tracks, I would say Permission the Land is probably my favorite one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been trying to a friend of mine who does. Um, house music he's trying to remix that song into kind of a Uh, 80s kind of dance song so i'm really excited to see what he can do with that yeah yeah uh luna occasionally have had a couple of tracks out i I don't mind not bad actually i they're kind of different but not too different Hmm. but i i like them i like them there's um, there's a track they had out. I don't know if it's an album track or it was a a single track, which was it was called uh, Starlight, and there was a Korean version and an English version. Oh, I didn't see that one. Of, I got to see that. Of that, and it, it's uh, when, when you kind of hear it, 
you think, oh, it, it's like the basis of it is almost uh, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Oh, okay, I gotta check that out. <laughs> I like this, I like this, I like this. Oh, this uh, uh, oh, oh, all my, all my girl as well, I've had uh, some good ones out. Oh, yes. They're great. Um, mm. Have you heard of their? They they just debuted not too long ago. Uh, Omega X. Uh, what was that again? Omega X. No, I don't know yeah. Omega X. They just debuted. Honestly, I think at the end of June, I think from America. They're only they're only like a couple like a month and a half old, and they're like they're, um, they were taken from different groups that were like on hiatus or disbanded and they kind of just mm. put them together um the track is called their debut track is called vamos so it has like a spanish uh-huh. influence it's like a uh-huh. like a it's like almost like a i want to say like a gangster rap like as hard as a gangster rap but not gangster rap but um kind of like hardcore dance like it's really it's really it's 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 really dancey, but it's really like gritty almost. Like I, I, I like those kind of songs. So, okay. This, the, um, have yeah. you ever heard anything by that um, virtual group KDA? KDA, no. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's like a virtual. You know, like um, gorillas. Like yeah. This kind. Yeah. Yeah. This like a, a CGI style uh, female group. And they get a lot of different vocalists to tracks. Oh. oh and uh, one I really like actually has three members of Twice on it. Maybe four. Four members of Twice are on uh, my favorite track that they've brought out. Ooh. That's awesome. Oh, okay. When, when we stop recording, you and I are going to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. Um, so, okay. Uh, man, you've really given me a lot to listen to. This is awesome. <laughs> this is quite awesome. Um, okay, before we go, before we end this, can you okay. just tell our audience where we can find um, where they should be going to look for the new comic, uh, The Radiant Sight? Oh, you've, um, oh, yeah, okay. Well, um, hopefully there will be a link left to the uh, sign-up page for the comic. Yeah. And then if you if you sign up uh, early before we launch it in September, then you get twenty five percent off the uh, off the cover price. Okay, awesome. And it's going it's straight through Indiegogo, right? Is that correct? Yeah, it's going to be uh, crowdfunding on Indiegogo. Awesome. I'll make sure that there's uh, links in the description, and I'll put it in whenever we're. Um, I'll put it everywhere. <laughs> I'll make sure it's everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Um, that's awesome. Um, are you just like a quick? Do, are you doing by any chance? Uh, is it hard copies that we're doing? You're doing for the comic? Or are you doing virtual yeah. copies? No, it's. Uh, I think you can you can get it virtually, but we also we are doing uh, print print awesome. copies. Awesome. Well. Okay. Okay. That was that was actually I was curious about that because I know a lot of. Um, I know a lot of comic artists now are all doing more digital than mm-hmm. uh, print copies, so that's good to know. I like I like physical. I like yeah. So that's 
I'm good yeah, with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, PDFs are convenient for showing people, but then it's always good to feel it and know it's real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's all the questions we had. Um, cool. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think uh, I think I'm good. Unless there's anything else you guys can think of that you want to know. Um, not at the moment. I think we got everything down. If there are any anything else, we'll probably we'll contact. We'll we'll send you an email. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a, send me a message or stuff. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. Cool. I mean, if you, yeah. If you stop recording. Yeah. I we we, we will continue conversing <laughs> if you've got time. I oh plenty of time, plenty of time. Here, let me just, okay. I'm gonna stop this here. So that was our special guest today. Um, we appreciate Martin being on our show. Um, I got to chat with him a little bit longer after our um our meeting there and uh we have quite a bit in common um so it was great to meet him great to speak to him and we'll for sure be hearing from him soon um so check it out once it comes out sometimes in september um i'll have the links in the description for the for the comic uh his comic uh the radiant site um and check it out and check out any of the songs and shows we talked about today. Um, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you.